here today. I want to welcome you to Eastside City Church. If you are here with us for the uh, first time here today, we are so glad that you've chosen to come and be here with us uh, uh, today. We know you could be in a lot of places, but we're glad that you are here. My name is Pastor Todd, along with my wife Jan. I'm the lead pastor here at Eastside City Church, and I, I've been away for a while myself, so I wanted to say it's good to be home. I missed everybody, and, uh, and I, I'm believing God has been doing good things. I've heard lots of great reports about what's going on youth-wise, uh, service-wise. I hear that uh, Pastor Peter has done a great job of preaching and, 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 and been fantastic. Uh, the team has just done great. So let's just give our team and everybody a hand for just the great job that, they are, that they've done, who they are. It's awesome to be able to go and know that uh, you, things are well taken care of. Well, again, it was a much-needed holiday. I feel very strong and refreshed today, and uh, I needed to take that time. In fact, you guys needed me to take that time. This is good for you as well. See, I'm not crabby or cranky. I, I'm doing really, really good here today. Well, we have been uh, going through a series here today called Overcomer, and it's from a, a, a Pastor Craig Rochelle at Life Church. Uh, you can see it at Life Church TV. Uh, we decided this summer to uh, use some of their material because it is, was so awesome. I felt like it was so pertinent for where we are as people and as a church. And so for the last few weeks, you've been talking about a few things. Pastor Peter has showed you a few things about what God has called us to overcome, that you are not called to be a prisoner, but an overcomer. Can I hear an amen to that? And so we've talked about overcoming, first of all, the curse of comparing, that comparing ourselves to other people or other situations is something that always leads to defeat. And so God's desire for us is not to live by labels except to live by what Jesus has called us to be. Secondly, we talked about how God has called you to overcome the, the lie of labels, the things that, that you put on yourself, the things that you talk about to, to yourself, the things that you say about yourself, or maybe even hear from other people that it is God who defines us and God who gives us um, his life through us. And then last week, I believe you talked about, uh, or maybe it was labels last week, we talked about the epidemic of apathy, how God's desire for us is to not live a life where we just kind of go through the motions or we let other people do things, but we're called to be those who are passionate about serving Jesus and serving God. Can I hear an amen to that? Well, today we want to talk about another uh, scenario. We're going to talk about how do we face fear? That God's desire for us is that we would not live in fear. Now, here's the reality. We all have things that we're afraid of. Every one of us. I remember as kids, you know, there are, there are things that you were afraid of. You were maybe afraid that there was a monster under your bed. Or you were afraid of thunderstorms. I, I, I used to remember that I, I used to be a little bit afraid of thunderstorms, that every time there was thunder and lightning, that somehow there was going to be a tornado that was going to come and it was going to take my house. Maybe, just maybe, I watched The Wizard of Oz a few too many times. I don't know. That's, that was one of my fears. Well, those are fears that we have as kids, but who here knows that we also have adult fears? Fears like 
Is the economy going to improve or, or could I lose my house or, or am I going to get a job? We can have the, a fear of am I going to be taken care of? Is my marriage going to make it? Are the kids going to be okay? Or what about my health or the health of a, or the health of a loved one? We, we can fear the doctor's report. There's a lot of things that will put fear into our hearts if we're not careful. But here is what the good news is today. The good news is this, is God has not given us a spirit of fear. In fact, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, here's what the Bible says. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. Another translation says a sound mind. Whatever is not from God, here's what we want to make sure that we do today. Whatever is not from God, we need to make a decision that we will not accept it. You see, if something isn't from God, you don't want to own it. You don't want to take it. Only take those things that are from God. So fear is not from God. God did not create us to be afraid. Say, I do not accept it. Oh, we can do it better. Say that again. I don't accept it. You know, I don't accept the fear that God's put in my life. Now, there are things that sometimes we maybe we should be a little bit afraid of, like, uh, you know, snakes. Uh, some of us, uh, if a snake was in here, who might be a little bit afraid of that? Uh, I, I think we should avoid them. Um, heights. Who here thinks that it's a good idea not to jump off of buildings? Or that, uh, you know, that there are things that we can, we can, can have. And, and, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. That's not really the, the fear, the fear, the things that are going to keep us alive, that, that we shouldn't, you know, just run into a, a pit of rattlesnakes. That's not a good idea. But for some even today, as I begin to talk about this subject, maybe your greatest fear would be what I'm doing right now, like public speaking. If I said, do you come up here and talk, who here would be like, uh, no, thank you. Don't want to do that. Uh, you know, just the thought of it, I know some of you that are here today, your, your palms are, are maybe getting a little sweaty, your heart is beginning to race, and your mouth is becoming dry. Now, growing up, I say this, I had a fear, I had a few fears, I talked about one about the tornado thing, but, but I had a fear, listen to this, of speaking in front of people was one of my greatest fears, as well as, as well as uh, working with and being around teenagers. Now, so, I, so, so here's what happened in my life. God called me to be a youth pastor for 16 years. Who doesn't think God sometimes has a sense of humor? He does. Now, here's what I believe about that. The, the, I don't want to say this because I think this is real for some people. Some of you are fully afraid to, to like commit your whole heart to God because you're afraid he might ask you to do something you don't like. But the problem with that is that we forget this. We forget about the goodness and the greatness and the favor and the power of God that he puts on our life to do whatever he's called us to do. And I, and I, and I sit here today saying, I am thankful for what God allowed me to do because it was one of the most precious, wonderful times of my life was working with youth and young people. I think it's, it was an awesome thing. So I believe this today, that God's desire is for you not to have fear. And I believe for some of you today that maybe have been struggling with fear, that today is your day. That God today, I believe this, is going to give people freedom from fear. 
For some of you, you're going to break through the brick wall of the prison that fear has held you in. Amen? Amen? God wants to give you freedom today. Now, I said that some fears maybe are more founded, like don't jump off the building, don't do those things. But there are other fears that keep us from going forward and doing and grabbing a hold of that which God has given us, what he wants to to use us to do, what he created us to do. That is what we're going to focus on today. So I want you to say this with me again. I'm not a prisoner. I'm an overcomer. Now, here's what some people say. Many say that fear is the opposite of faith, that fear somehow is the opposite of faith. But I believe this, that fear is really putting your faith into the wrong things. It's putting your fear, your faith into the wrong things. So really what it is, is fear is putting your faith, this is what, you can write this down, fear is putting your faith in the what ifs. You know, what if I lose my job? What if my marriage falls apart? What if I go to speak to my neighbor and they get mad at me? What if, what if? See, we can live in a place where all of a sudden we don't do things because we focus on the what ifs. Now, there's a story in the Bible about a man by the name of Moses. Moses was born uh, an Israelite, but Pharaoh at that time had made a decision that Uh, The Israelites were growing very big in his country. They were living in Egypt at the time. They were becoming so plentiful that he decided to get rid of all of the Jewish boys. But Moses' mom and 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 his dad and their wisdom put him in a a papyrus boat. And Pharaoh's daughter uh, grabbed him and raised him as one of the princes of Egypt. So he grew up as an Egyptian, grew up in that learning and that understanding. And at one day, though, he noticed that an Egyptian and a... uh, uh, Israelite were fighting and uh, they weren't getting along and so Moses intervened and ended up killing, murdering the Egyptian. And so he fled and went into the wilderness. And so that was the beginning of Moses' life but eventually God had a plan for him, and so he called him to do something different. And we, we, we see in the Bible that, that all of a sudden God speaks to Moses in the most crazy situation. He begins to talk to him through a bush. Who here uh, would think that if you were walking through the woods and a bush, now here's what happened, the bush was on fire and a voice began to come out of the bush. Moses. If a bush did that to you, who, who here might be a little bit freaked out. You, you'd maybe be a little bit nervous if a, you know, maybe it's a tree. Maybe you have a tree in your front yard and you're walking by it and it catches on fire and it starts to talk to you. But that's not what scares Moses. What scares Moses is what he's asked to do because the burning bush was really God speaking to him. And in the presence of God, he has a what-if moment. He begins to talk to God about the fact that he doesn't, you know, God begins to tell him, you're going to deliver Israel. You're going to deliver my people out of Egypt. And Moses begins, instead of hearing that God is talking to him out of a bush, which is a miracle, begins to focus on himself begins to focus on his inadequacies, the things that he looks at in himself that that he feels like disqualify him. Because Moses says, look, I don't speak very good. 
I'm not, I'm not that good of a, a speaker. What if the people reject me? What if they don't like me? And so he begins to have this conversation with God. What if? What if? What if? You see, Moses saw his problems, whereas God saw his potential. And I believe this, that God's desire for each one of us is that we, would, we wouldn't look at our problems all the time, that we wouldn't focus on our weaknesses, but we would trust God with what he's called us to do. But in order to do that, we have to get rid of this thing or, or learn how to deal with this thing called fear. You see, if we, 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 if we don't do that, it will hinder us. Now, here's the thing I want you to know about your what ifs, because everybody has them. That our what ifs matter a lot. Because here's two things about our what ifs. Our what ifs, first of all, reveal what you, um, they reveal what is important to you. They reveal what is most important to you. You know, maybe our what if is, is our marriage. You know, God, I, I, I do this, but I, it's, I'm, I'm really focused on my, my, my marriage. What if my, my husband leaves me? What if my, my wife leaves me? Or maybe for some other people it might be this. What if the, my husband, and I have to stay with them for the rest of my life? What about my money? What if, what if I don't have enough money, God? And so we begin to focus on other things other than what God has spoken to us. You see, what ifs reveal what we value the most. But here's what we need to understand, that what you fear, first of all, reveals what you, first of all, value the most. But second of all, it reveals what you trust God with the least. Maybe you don't trust God with your marriage right now. Maybe you're not sure about it. Maybe you don't, you're not trusting God with your finances. Maybe you're, you're afraid of, of if you, you step out and you, you begin to talk to your neighbor about things of God and you go and you maybe say to, you go to pray to them. Maybe you don't trust God with your reputation. We get to worry about things. We're gonna get practical here for a few minutes. I wanna ask you, a question. And I want you to think about this. In fact, what I'd like you to do is even if you're taking notes to write this down or if you've got your iPad or your Android phone, whatever it is that you're using, here that you would, you would do this, that you would write down that here's, here's what the question is. I'm not trusting God with blank. Or my greatest fear is blank. Don't overthink it. For most of us, it's kind of like that test. Your first answer is probably your best answer. And here's what I believe. I'm asking God to allow the Holy Spirit to open up your heart. And the reason it's important for us to write this down, listen to this, you cannot defeat what you are unwilling to define. You can't defeat what you're unwilling to define. It can't be this ambiguous thing. It's got to be something specific. And I want to take things up a notch here today. And I'm going to ask you to do something very, very bold. 
Here's what I want you to do. I would like you, if, if, if I mean, if, unless it is something that is, is something that you feel like would you know, soil your reputation in such a way, I want you to talk to, uh, tell your neighbor, tell somebody what your greatest fear is. And maybe right now your greatest fear is sharing with your neighbor what your greatest fear is. Just take a moment. Talk in a quiet voice. Share with them. This is what my, my greatest fear is. Now, what we're doing today, as you're doing this, is this is why, I'm going to put in a little plug here for small groups. This is why we believe so much in small groups here in our church. Because as we share together, as we pray together, as we do life together, captives are set free. The Bible says that we're to confess our sins one to another. We're to confess our weaknesses one to another. That as we do that, there's power in doing that. And here's what I believe, that God wants everyone here to be free. God wants you to experience more life and more liberty. And, what, and this is what happens as we confess to one another. Again, I say this, you're not a prisoner, but an overcomer. Hallelujah today. All right, so then how do we experience freedom from fear? Well, first of all, here's what I believe that we need to do. Acknowledge your fear and choose to trust God anyways. Acknowledge what your fear is, but choose to trust God anyways. I don't think that you will ever get to a place in your life where you will be free from being afraid. Maybe, but it's how you handle that fear. Does that fear control you, or do you let the power of the Holy Spirit control that fear? You see, I believe that, that part of it starts with us being uh, willing to be real with God. It's not putting our head in the sand with the things that we struggle with around us or the things that we're afraid of. I believe that it first of all starts with confession to God. He's just waiting for each and every one of us to be honest and real with him and ourselves. Now, David, another one of my favorite figures in the Bible, here's a, a little bit of the story of David. And David was anointed to be king way before he ever became king. In fact, if you look at David's life, he had one problem. Well, he had many problems, but his biggest problem was that King Saul, the reigning king, wanted him dead. Who here would say that if somebody wanted you dead, you might have something to be afraid of? And so David was running for his life and did so for many years. Now, I believe this, that if the king wants you dead, that, that, that's not something that I want. But here's what David's perspective is. We, we get a sense of David's perspective if, as we look at what he says in Psalms 56, verse 4. Listen to this. I praise God for what he has promised. I trust in God, so why should I be afraid? What can mere mortals do to me? Isn't that cool what the Bible says here? Here's David's perspective. Yeah, the king is chasing me. 
Yeah, he wants to kill me. Yeah, he's trying to take my life. But David took things up a notch in his life, and he understood something that each and every one of us have to understand, that really our life is controlled and in the hand of our Heavenly Father, that God is the one who's in control. And what can mere mortals do to you? What can a mere mortal, what can human beings do to me? Now, I understand this. I know that many times in my life, I struggle with what people think about me. I struggle with doing things because I'm, I'm not sure that, that, that people will approve or I'm scared about what they might say or my reputation. And so I don't always do the things that I should do because of this. But when I get in the right place with God and I, beca- I get that heart like David is, the question needs to be this, what can mere mortals do to you? Because your life is controlled by God. You see, my greatest fear, I'm going to share it with you today. And I was like, God, do I do this? God, I, I don't know if I want to tell everybody what my fear is. It's going to be on uh, our podcast. It's going to be on everything. People can replay it if they want to. But here's what I felt like the, the Lord said, you know, Todd, you need to share this and share what God has even done in my life because I believe God has taken me a long ways in this and it's something that I continue to work through and walk through. But here's what my greatest fear, if you wanna hear what my greatest fear is, I'm gonna tell you what it is right now, that I will never be good enough. That whatever I do in my life will never be enough. Maybe some of you can relate to this. Maybe this is something that you battle with. Now, this is something that I come, came by naturally. It was part of my upbringing. It's a part of what happened in my life. It's one of the unintended consequences of living where your parents have had divorce relationships in their life. My sister and I were always the, the pawns of, of, of war between my parents and my, my step-parents, you know, I, I, it was just, it, there, there just were things where I always wondered if I was good enough or maybe it was my fault that, that things happened. And, and some of those conversations, some of those hurtful things that happened between families and extended families and blended families, it got me to this place where maybe it's just that I wasn't important enough or I wasn't good enough. And I remember one moment in particular that I invited my, my dad to come and watch me play basketball. I've shared Lots here that I was very much involved in sports. It was uh, uh, something that was an outlet for me. It was a place that I, I kind of went to to gain encouragement. And I remember I, I invited him to come to a game. And I had one of those games, you know, that where it was just like everything went good. I think I remember I scored like 24 points. I had eight rebounds, seven assists. It was a back and forth game. And to top it off, I ended up hitting the game winning shot as the buzzer went off. It's one of those moments. And I thought in that moment, I thought in that moment, I was like, my dad's, he, he's, he's gonna be like, man, you did good. And I, I, I'll never forget this. I, it, it still stuck with me. My dad's first question to me was, why did you allow the guy you're guarding to score seven points? You know, when those things happen in your life, they happen in your world, they begin to, to, to begin to be messages that we can begin to struggle with because we only hear then the criticism or the, 
those, those, those jabs. Now I'm here to tell you today that God has done a great work in my, my life. God has done a lot of things in, in my heart that ha- I, I'm, I'm at a whole different place than I was when I was 18 years old or 25 years old or 30 years old. It's been an ongoing process, but there are moments, there are still moments where I have to continue to fight for this because sometimes the enemy, he's, he, he's so sneaky, he's so tricky, he just comes back and he repeats messages over and over again to us. And he works on our fears Because he knows this, that if he can get our focus off God, if he can get our focus off Jesus and what he's done for us, if he can get our focus off who he's called us to be, that he will eventually win because we'll be focusing on the wrong things. You see, I thought I was faulty but it was my faith that was faulty. And here's Jesus. He changed my focus from me to him. He wants to change our focuses from ourselves to him. He, he, he gave me a revelation that everything is under control even when I can't see it. And I, I, and I declare that over you today, that, that God is in control even when you can't see it. You see, if you process life through the filter of the things of this earth, you will always be gripped by fear. If you look at people, you look at situations, you look at money, you look at anything but Jesus to give you hope, you will always have fear in your life. But if you process life through the filter of heaven, you will overcome and be set free. Here's the second thing that I want to say. How do you you overcome fear? How do you not be a prisoner to fear? You seek God until he takes away your fears. David again says this in Psalms 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Did you know that in the Bible, I found this very interesting, that 365 times, God says in the Bible, fear not. Isn't that interesting that it's 365 times? It's not 278, it's not 405. You know, what, 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 that, what I realize is, I, is when I hear that, that, it, that God's desire is for us. First of, all, first of all, he says it so many times in the Bible because he knows that we'll have to fight it every single day. That we'll have to fight fear every single day. That we have to fight it every day. But he gives us his promises each and every day. We often glance at God, but gaze at our circumstances. But here's the thing that I want to say today. Maybe today you're here and you're, you're battling with some areas of fear. Maybe there's some things that have gripped you, that have kept you from being everything that God's called you to be. Maybe you've been in a prison based on just what other people think of you or even how you think about yourself. You've looked at yourself so low. You've, you've argued you, your way out of, of being and doing and, and becoming what God has called you to be. But here's what I want you to know today, that God can heal you. God can restore you or return to you, listen to this, what you have lost. 
That's why he sent Jesus Christ, his son, to die on the cross. He's our redeemer. He redeems back our life and the life that God has called us to live. God can repair what has been broken and make it like it was never broken. We've got to constantly learn to gaze at Jesus, put our focus on him. Occasionally, we need to look at what our weaknesses are because we need to deal with some, some things, but we don't need to overfocus on that. We need to put our attention on our loving Savior, Jesus. This is how you get free. What is fear again? It's putting faith in the what ifs. What is reveal what? you value the most, but also where you trust God the least. Today, we're going to acknowledge our fears and trust him. We're going to seek God with our whole heart and press into God until he removes our fear. I'm I'm here to tell you today that for some of you, God's going to do a miracle today. You're going to begin to walk in a new level of freedom as you begin to just give your fear to him. For others, you're going to have to continue to Work through it every day. Press into God every day. Give it to God every day because God will begin to give you more strength to stand as you focus on him instead of on the things that you see that are your limitations. You see, the thing is, is God has healed my relationship with my dad. It took time, but God did it. But here's the truth that I want you to know. Even if God didn't do it, I would still trust him. I would still put my trust in him. John Wesley, one of the great revival preachers that went before many of us, said this. I've never known more than 15 minutes of anxiety or fear. Whenever I feel fearful emotions overtake me, I just close my eyes and thank God that he is still on the throne reigning over everything and take comfort in his control over all the affairs of my life. God has not given you a spirit of fear today. I say it again, God has not given you a spirit of fear today. Fear is not for you but he's given you power. He's given you his love. He's given you self-discipline, which in other translations means a peaceful mind, that your mind can be in control of your thoughts, that your thoughts don't have to be running in a hundred different directions on the what ifs and what if that and what if that, that God today, I even say this over your mind today, over your heart today, peace be still. Peace be still. Your hope is in Jesus. We need to thank him for his goodness. We need to thank him for his love. But here we are at, at the, in our service today. You know what your fear is today. You know what you wrote down a few minutes ago. You know what you wrote down on that piece of paper. I'm believing today that by faith, God is going to help you. God is going to set many people free. Maybe you didn't write something down, but you still know in your heart what it is that's holding you back. I want you to be bold today, and I want you to ask Jesus to touch you. I want you to believe Jesus to do a great work in your heart today. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, I just believe that the Holy Spirit today 
is helping some of you. He's changing some of you today. He's dealing with the area of fear in your life. If you know that right now you sense that God is doing something great or you want God to do something great, you're asking God to help you overcome something that has been gripping you for a while, I just want you to raise your hand right here today because I believe God wants to help you, that God's here to encourage you, that God's here to change your life that he's here to give you new freedom and new liberty. Father God, we cast our cares upon you today. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would take each person here, Lord, that that maybe has been gripped by things. I, I believe that there's some here today that have been prisoners, Lord, to other people's opinions. Right now, in the name of Jesus, we break that off of them. Lord, I believe there are other people today that have been afraid that, God, if they actually really commit their heart to you, that if they really serve you, Father God, that somehow their life is going to be less than what it could be, that you're going to rob them of their potential. But God, I pray today that they would see that you're a good God, Lord, that you have great things for them. Lord, I thank you today for your love and your grace. Lord, we pray that you would break off every yoke of slavery that the enemy would try to put upon people. Lord, maybe they're afraid of what's going on with their children. Father God, I pray for those today that are afraid of, Lord, what if my, my, my kid goes here and does that? Lord, I pray that they would realize, God, that as they, they speak your love and your truth, and Lord, that they surround them with prayer and your word, God, that your hand is going to go before them. Lord, for those that maybe you're afraid that their husband or their wife is going to leave them, or Lord, I pray today, Father, that you'd give them hope hope in you. Lord, they put their focus and their gaze upon you and your love today. Lord, I pray that you'd break fear off of our lives. And Lord, may each one of us, may each one of us, God, learn not to be afraid to share you with other people, Father God. May we be bold as lions, Father God, as wise as does, but bold as lions, Father God. Lord, may we be your hands and your feet to a a dying world. Maybe maybe we just need to go and help somebody and, and, and do something for them, Father God. May we be those people today that aren't motivated by fear, but Lord Jesus, are gripped by your love today. God, we say thank you today. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen.